because there were five Emilys in primary school in my class. Right. Okay. Calling you Emily one, two, three, four, five. That's favoritism. I'm going to give you each a name. My initials being Ed. He said you're Ed. You're Eddie, and that has stayed with me my whole life. But then when I got married, everyone's like, I, I don't even get it. Why, why are you called Ed? You know, it's Eck. So I was, I was, yeah, I've stuck with Dowling. Oh, Eck is good. I like that. <laughs> okay. Well, th- this is becoming a habit. Welcome everyone to the CrossFit Bath Podcast. We've already started. Um, <laughs> Because one of my sort of later on questions was going to be, Ed, where's that come from? Because it, it, yeah. your, name, your name's Emily. I have a daughter. <laughs> her name's Emily. So Ed doesn't come up as a nickname when we think of names to call her. I did wonder where it came from. Because uh, people say to me, oh, did you see Ed at the gym? And I'm like, what, Mason? Yeah, yeah. Of course I saw him there. No, not, no. Emma, ah, okay. Now I've got it. It's E-D, basically. Ah, so all my emails I sign off as Ed for work I'm just so then when they meet me on Zoom it's mm. like a little confused here is this is this a very good trans We're not sure. <laughs> has anyone said that to you I've had a lot of people kind of stare and get a bit closer um ask no, what filter you're using on Zoom because it's very good <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh, but there you go that's the story I, I've been Ed since I was five so all right I like it I was yeah who knew we were going to get your origin story very very superhero of you so Ed welcome to the podcast you know and I know you know that we have to go through some warm-up questions I love a good warm-up so that's good it's rare right most people they want to skip the warm-up that is why CrossFit's so much better than any other form of exercise how often do we actually warm up in a regular gym running it's like kit on go yeah and you can't like skip the walk can you imagine trying to skip the warm-up like everybody's sort of just doing a drill with a, a wooden dowel and you're like loading up your barbell <laughs> i'll just crack on with the snatch mate i hear what you're saying you haven't got time for that I'm yeah i've got to be out the door in 20 minutes sorry guys <laughs> so you know the first question it's peanut butter crunchy smooth or covered in chocolate your answer please any which way i love peanut butter love peanut butter and was gifted a Reese's peanut butter cake massive peanut butter cup they're on Amazon I'm not sure how much they are but that was a birthday cake one year right I wasn't sure because you'd sent me a message about the peanut butter thing Mm. and I I thought oh maybe she maybe she's anti anti peanut butter apparently not so anything like smoothie porridge smooth goes in on toast crunchy and if I can get a Reese's pieces I'm, I'm down for it yeah Nice. I, I like that. So basically the answer was a bathtub. We'll just fill it with all the different types of peanut butter. Okay. Here, here's a question for you. Oh, here's a question I've just added this morning after watching something with my son. Uh, total wipeout or Ninja Warrior? Ooh. Do you know, I think Ninja Warrior. So the total wipeout one was the one with the water sports as well, isn't it? Yeah. And the only one I didn't really enjoy in that is the punching wall where you can get one. <laughs> in the gut and that's it you were down I'm like some of it jumping on the giant ball into the water kind of fun um but over yeah yeah I'm I'm gonna go with Ninja Warrior I think we need to plan a CrossFit bath excursion to to go and do Ninja Warrior or something like that that'd be good fun I had a friend from CrossFit send me a link to Sparta Sparta races Spartan races it's all a bit too serious though it's not a long way to run but it's with 20 obstacles that are insane yeah. The variants of rotating monkey bars, and you just think, mm, maybe not. Yeah. yeah, 
yeah, there's no, no way I could get injured doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of them. Do you have any podcast recommendations? Ooh, okay, so I was going through my list of podcasts that I listen to frequently, and it's quite embarrassing because it fits into three categories with one comedy at the end. So massive foodie. So I listen to loads of food podcasts. The comedy was Alan Carr, chatty man, does his own my airline uh, take and interviews guests. It's all very silly about their best holidays, considering we couldn't travel. That was entertaining. And the rest is either CrossFit or running. So one I really like listening to is the Marathon Academy training podcast. And who just interview, I guess, be a lot of people who were late to running or late to fitness or wanted to overcome some kind of adversity and then have just done crazy feats. I quite like that, but they're quite grounded down to earth and go, yeah, I walk bits. I run, you know, it's not about running for time. It's not about being amazing or what people perceive as a good marathon time, but I do enjoy that. But table manners I really like as well. That's quite a good one. So I, I like the idea of the running one is, is for people like me that said, well, there was a, a global pandemic. We were all locked down. The only thing you were allowed to do was run. That's why I started running. Many did, and yeah, so I quite like that yeah. when I'm running. Have you, have you listened to Off Menu? Yes, I have. Okay, that would have been my suggestion for you then as a foodie and with the comedy choices you've picked as well. I was like, <laughs> They're good. I love listening to Jay Rayner, Grace Den, a lot of the food critics, talking food, eating people's like guilty pleasure foods, um, which are quite as well so i'm glad i asked you this question and i asked specifically you this question because i you're one of the few people i know that actually knew what a podcast was before the crossfit Life podcast so well done getting that plug in there yes it's one of the crossfit ones i'm sure it's at the top of the list of the crossfit favorite wad that you've ever done is there any memorable wad do you know i mean because i can't like you know i hate them all You know, not at all. We did one the other day that I just, I mean, it wasn't my my best. I bloody loved it. And it was that mix of handstand push-ups, pull-ups, and I think it was something like a kettlebell swing. They were the three. It it was only the other week. And it was my first time being able to do, even with with a plate and a pillow that's 80 inches tall, but to be able to do those handstand push-ups and the pull-up, I mean, I was, yeah, that push-pull is, is I love it. All right, that's an interesting choice, a, a nice recent choice as well. That, it really yeah. was, but named wards put the fear of God into me. Because I can't RX them, the time caps scare me, I kind of go in with a slightly defeatist mindset, which Ollie's very familiar with with me, I get a lot of pep talks. Okay. Stop overthinking it, try and enjoy it, I don't know what it's called. All right, um, we'll, we'll dig into that during this conversation yeah. then, surely. Something I really liked, yeah. Final warm-up question. I mean, we've, we've gone off on many a tangents, but final warm-up question, because I'm, again, obliged to ask, who will be playing you in the CrossFit Bath movie? Yeah, I know this. I know who I would like to play me, because she's just an all-time favourite, is Sandra Bullock. <gasps> she's just amazing. She's so bloody funny. I don't think she takes herself too seriously but can do serious if she needs to. I, I just think she's an all-rounder. She's great. Now, Ed, you know that I've been casting people. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a thing I do. Now, you probably can't read my tiny little writing here, but it does say Sandra Bullock. Put it there. <laughs> I, that just makes my day. <laughs> oh, it was banter. It's happened to me a couple of times somebody's picked someone and I was like oh they were on they were on my list and in the end I went with someone else finally it's just meant to be it's it happened and that's great that she's going to play me people ask sometimes they ask me do you have a favorite episode that you've done and I'm like well they're all good they're all good for different reasons and now I'll be like yeah of course this one <laughs> the synergy the other one I love but wouldn't pick who I suppose is a little bit more I don't know, not inspirational, but when I was younger, I loved Terminator 2. I love the whole Terminator set, but seeing Linda Hamilton do those chin-ups in her... On a bed that she's turned on its end. Yeah, which we don't see that. I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get my... That was the first time I think I'd ever seen chin-ups on you. I thought, yeah. I don't know why I need to do them, but I need to be able to do that. So definitely T2, not... Not Terminator One. You're not running away from the Terminator. You are chin up yeah, for days. Linda Hamilton and that. Nice. So Ed, that that moves us nicely into the realm of fitness. Well done. Uh, I, I guess immediate first question would be, how long have you been doing CrossFit? Um, so I joined three years ago. Exactly three years ago. Yeah. So you, you joined when we were at um, Twerton the, Park, right? At the pub. At the uh, yeah. So I joined when we've moved into that um pretty area yeah because yeah. i feel like i remember when you joined uh, uh, and i definitely thought it was there at Twerton park but i didn't want to say anything because like oh maybe that's maybe i'm wrong but i'm, I'm definitely know, right then as soon as i finish that intro course i did it one-on-one with ollie in like a week so repeat it i was like this is just so horrible let's just get it out of the way and I came in, my first wad I was able to do safely was the next day on a Saturday. And it was a pairs. I didn't understand. I'd never done a Saturday wad that it was a, that you would have to be put with someone else. And um, I was put with this. I'm not going to say his name, but basically he arrived a bit late. So everyone else had paired off because everyone knew each other. Or, and it was just the newbie standing solo. And uh, any walked in. I think it was Ed was taking the class and he's like, oh, there we go. Perfect. There's your pairing. And I could see that kind of look of disappointment in a way, not in a rude, but just that kind of, oh, I really wanted to beast this one. And I don't know who you are. And because it was like, oh, it's Ed's first day. And then yeah. could, Oh, my God. The effort I put in to try and keep up not understanding that you can really share this out and they can do way more. Yeah. If they want to. And it was it was hundreds of warbles. It would have been. Oh. and it was I was nearly sick outside afterwards from the effort I put in just because I wanted to save face and then I realized never go at the weekend that's what you realized you can't keep up with these young what are you doing mate this is not what it's about so I don't do Saturdays anymore that's what I learned from it I mean I obviously shouldn't say this but good choice (laughs) so I mean, I, I usually go in two directions after this. So three years ago. Okay. So the, the, the two kind of questions, I'll throw them both out. You can pick the more interesting one is a, what, you know, then what, why did you start? What was it that kind of, how did you hear about CrossFit or, or decide this was something you wanted to try? And then B, what was kind of your history before that? Were you already doing a lot of, you know, you've talked about like running podcasts and things like that. So were you 
uh, and you've talked about you, you know, Linda Hamilton in, inspiring you to be the fittest person on earth from a young age. So I don't know if you were always into fitness or was this you finally kind of you know, taking I, control and getting into it? A real all or nothing person throughout my whole life. So I either totally commit one way or the other. So when I was a smoker, I was 30 a day for 17 years. You know, I really put my all into it. And when I joined gyms, uh, generic gyms, I thought I'm going to do figure building competitions. I'm not just going to go and train. I want to really train and get a PT and, and go all in, which I sort of did in my early 20s for a little bit. Um, and then I do nothing for two years and go back to smoking. And, and um, a bit like you, I kind of I headed overseas for 12 years. I went to Australia uh, to study wine. So I became a professional drinker. And uh, which with smoking is great. You can still do that with strength training, but you can't do it with cardio. So my friend has never, ever been cardio. Never got it. Didn't like it. Couldn't. I mean, I could run in heels for a train. That was about it. And I thought that was pretty impressive. And um, when I joined CrossFit, it was actually a couple of mates who I work with who had met Ollie and said, oh, my God, we've just found a a sport that is so you and I would I think I was at fitness first at the time just dipping in and out and um and they said right it's this thing called CrossFit it's a group class I said I don't do group classes I don't do I hate the idea of that full stop I'm picturing Les Mills body pump bodies which I just have no coordination so that's why I don't like that and they said no no honestly watch Fittest on Earth get onto Netflix and I was like that is insane okay, I'm so going down to have a chat and just see what it is about. If it is like that, or whether that's just the TV show glamorising what it's about. And of course, Ollie's such a sweetie. You're just like, okay, I'm sold, hook, line and sinker. But 12 years ago, I suppose, I was training quite hard for a while. I sort of had a new goal and um, was diagnosed with MS. And I went downhill really fast to the point I couldn't walk. I lost my sight. Um, and they basically, my neurologist is saying, you know what, you've just got to accept that this is going to impact the quality of your life significantly. Join a support group. Um, you, you're just going to, everyone's different. We kind of wish you luck. We'll start you on some medication. I joined this support group, Jason, and they met at a gym and they all wheeled themselves in. They were depressed. They were weak. Like, into a lot mentally, but a lot physically, where they just let this disease totally dictate their, their mental state, their physical. And I was like, this is so not for me. I felt like an imposter. Mm. I might have been in a chair. I was like, I'm going to do a chin-up in a chair. I'm not hanging around here to feel sorry for myself, end of. And, um, and the one thing I could do, because I couldn't grip it, I'd lost my um, use of using my hands. I had no sensation in my hands either but could swim. And I never swam before, really, other than playing about in the pool. I thought I can, it can hold my body weight and I can get up and down. And that's where I was like, no, I think I need to get back into fitness, but I don't know how. So the CrossFit thing was a bit scary going, if I overheat, I get weird pseudo symptoms come back. All right. So I have to kind of manage that and go give it my best, but then not be scared Hmm. if things go a bit haywire or wrong as well so I just thought 
yeah, I love the challenge. I think it's just brought out the best in me of what I'm capable for and what I'm grateful for. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm, I don't know if I am like an all in kind of person, if that makes sense. Sometimes I I don't have many arguments with people. And I often think it's because I don't really care enough about stuff. I just come very easy at kind of just letting stuff go. And it's like, fair enough, whatever, like, it doesn't bother me kind of thing. Um, But yeah, when there is like a class when you're when you're in like that moment, then I find with CrossFit, you do become quite kind of all in, like on a workout, you, you kind of have to be almost so yeah. it's interesting that someone that is like oh i'm i'm all in <laughs> i'm always all in this it almost does seem like i can understand why somebody that kind of knows you and hears about crossfit is like this might be the thing for you this is where all the nutcases are where they're all in, all in on this thing this is this is made for you. i will pick up where there is none i love i live for drama you know it's it's you need to start your own podcast ed so <laughs> So a, f- a few questions I have now. Um, I mean, we, we will sidestep the 30 a day and the however many bottles of wine a day it was. And the fear that struck me when you said, oh, I, a, a lot like you. And then I was like, whoa, where is this going? Because I'm, overseas. I'm getting ready to be offended. And then yeah, headed overseas. Like, Fair enough. That's OK. That's true. Listens to the podcast, knows everything about me. Uh, <laughs> So she said, listen to the different podcasts and knows everything about me. Um, but a few interesting things. One, I think, you know, the support group and that idea of just kind of giving up is very, again, similar to um, HG the other week talking about, you know, the cancer and again, being told kind of, well, don't expect to ever lift anything heavier than five kilos. Don't expect to do this. Don't do and I guess if people are constantly being told that, and, 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 you know, the support group, the place that's meant to encourage you, if you're going there and seeing like, oh, well, look, this is the norm. For, for a lot of people, they would then just be like, oh, well, I guess that's what it's going to be like for me. I guess I, you know, I better start getting comfortable in this situation as opposed to kind of saying, well, hold on, you know, I can't grab a chin up bar, but I can swim. And what, what can I do? So, so I think that's very interesting. And, and I hope, again, similar with the HG episode that you know this could be one that you know if, if people know someone in similar situations or someone who's kind of spiraling this could could motivate them I, I think when you get a diagnosis of something that you're not expecting well actually I thought I had a brain tumor so I was quite relieved to hear I didn't even know what multiple sclerosis was I'd never heard of it but I was like oh thank god it's not a brain tumor I'll take that and I had this amazing neurologist Dr Wodek in um Australia, who came in and said, Look, I'm ever so sorry, took my hand, but it's confirmed this is what you've got. It's this disease, it does this, and you know, we don't know what causes it. We can't tell you more than that. And they kind of gave me some paraphernalia to read. Worst thing ever is reading about a condition because it's so negative. If even like, I bought a book, MS for Dummies, you know, the For Dummies books. How to, you know, how to do home plumbing for dummy. I mean, it really was like, why am I reading this? And it was just about, you know, expect this to go wrong. And then you'll go from relapse remitting into progressive secondary primary. And then it's all just gone to, you know, you're just thinking, oh, that's a lot to look forward to. Don't listen. Don't listen to it and get some really good drugs. (laughs) Get some disease modifying drugs. 
work for you and don't put up with the ones you're prescribed because I left Australia because I wanted to get on a new drug that was available over here and not over there. And it changed my life. Yeah. From not being able to walk properly, not being able to see, I mean, having to give up my career, move over here and start again and then got on this drug and I go, I have an infusion every month and have done for 10 years now. And it is just revolutionary. So, and fight to stay on it when they try and get you off it. That would be my other thing. Yeah. I'm glad you, you clarified the type of drug and not just get some good drugs. Because Whatever you can. No, no. Disease and drugs on the NHS, which we're lucky to have. Yeah. But see what's wrong. He's interesting because I, I have a, a friend that has MS, actually lives in Bath, but is, you know, he, I, I, and this is where I guess every, you know, everyone is different and, and does, you know, disease progresses at, at different yeah levels doesn't but like that if i put the two of you in a room it is night and day like you would never you know he is wheelchair bound can't use his hands properly can't can't do anything basically you know it's, it's a very lovely guy but it's just a really tough situation um yeah and, and i think if somebody saw you at the gym and everything you're doing it would never clock it, it would like you know the the last thing you would think is oh well probably they're fighting something really challenging and they're living with this condition and and so it's it's you know amazing what you're able to do i did wonder um in in the last year or so two years i suppose there's been a lot more emphasis given to you know that within crossfit like at the games and stuff to kind of um those with disabilities or 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 limitations in both physically and mentally sort of um how do you feel in viewing that as someone that's kind of was in a situation where you saw people that had just sort of given up, but knowing that actually, look, this is because I think, I think if you just showed somebody the games, that could be intimidating if they're not physically able to do half those things. But I think if you show them the adaptive categories and the adaptive athletes, that's actually inspiring for them right because they're like well look if they can do it in their situation surely i can they're doing single arm rope climbs i mean that was insane they are i mean i think that's more intimidating than totally able-bodied you know who can just put in eight hours training and get the sponsorship and i mean these are guys with such limitations that have just put two fingers up and said yeah, bring it on. I mean, it is incredible to watch it. I mean, it was only the first year I'd really had any footage to watch show of the adaptive athletes this year. And I think the Olympics has helped over the years, but they don't get the coverage. It moved from BBC to Channel 4. Do you know what I mean? Then you put out a little bloody advert. And I just think, well, you know, it's not on a par yet, is it? No, and I guess, I mean, the way I look at it, and who am I it's like this might be completely wrong but it's like because the Olympics is really a collection of quite niche sports isn't it it's sort of like you're good at this one you can do this one thing so it's like oh swimming great look they're amazing at swimming I don't like swimming I don't want to do swimming whereas within CrossFit you're seeing the same athlete with the same you know disability or whatever it is missing an arm or a leg or or whatever but then they are doing multiple different disciplines so you can see the how, oh, look, that person 
they're not just really good at swimming with one leg, but they're able to swim, use an assault bike, do double unders, do box jump, like the, the things that you would immediately think, oh, surely they can't be doing that one. And they, you see them do it and you're like, oh, well then, is there anything they can't do? It's incredible. Definitely inspiring. I think it is. I think it is. I think, I think it's very, even if you think of us in the middle of a very painful, drawn out, you know, 30 minute AMRAP and you're just thinking, I want to quit. I want to quit. Man, this hurts. I just, I'm just going to slow down. I'm going to have some water. I'm just going to, you know, you think that is us totally capable halfway through going, I want to quit. Most people with disabilities or with challenges, either mental or have already quit before they've gone in and even tried it. So you, how do we get people who, who just think, what's the point? What's the point? Where's this going to go? And it, it's, and it's like, yeah, but it's, gives you energy it gives you strength it's functional I mean my mother fell and broke top of her femur two weeks ago had to lift her into a car and get her to hospital and out of the car into a wheelchair there's no way I could have done that three years ago but to be able to lift you know a 70 odd kilo woman into and just think that's crossfit yeah snatching her overhead was a little bit showing off ed but (laughs) that squat I was just so pleased with like no I can't do the squat even today I, I didn't do the squat it was uh, but I think you know I think we've got to look after ourselves and and for me the drugs I'm on osteoporosis is a genuine risk or a much yeah it leaches bone density right. since I do get my bones tested and my bone density is increasing year on year so not only is it not just staying it's it's just getting stronger. So what's not to love about that? No, it's great. I mean, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because still, I think it's not as not nearly as bad as it was, but still there is, you know, CrossFit kills you, CrossFit hurts you, CrossFit's dangerous. Um, and I, I'm also someone that like, I've, you know, I've got this shoulder issue, which I've been complaining about a lot recently on, on podcasts and in person. Um, but my work is very shoulder intensive as well. And I, absolutely fine if i don't go to the gym it's worse it's almost like working out kind of just loosens it off at the end of the day and if i've worked and not gone i'm always i always feel worse today after i always feel worse so it's just funny how it's so quick for people to like oh it's crossfit so you know oh everyone hurts themselves they get injured it's like we'll go lighter (laughs) i think there is it's just like well why'd you put that kettlebell Hmm. in your your area and why put the damper down on the rower if you can catch it at a lighter go you know get some speed into it. i mean why do we have to make it so hard don't get the 11 kilo wall ball it's going to hit you in the face go i think we just have this inner voices if you've got to do more and you've got to lift heavier and you've got to try harder and you you can't help but look at what others are doing you don't want to but you're looking and you're thinking damn they did that better than i did and it's, it's the hardest thing I find is not to compare myself to others. I am definitely my own worst enemy in that regard. Yeah. Oh, and training at 9.30, you're a competitive group. So that's... Uh... No, 9.30, we're a very chatty group. I think the 7 a.m. is a really... Lots of new faces, which is great. But they're young. You know, these are people who are 20 years younger. And I'm thinking... 
oh, they've just done their 12 burpees in like 30 seconds and I'm halfway through my first round, you know, and you think, oh, get it out of your head. Ollie's like, stop, stop looking, stop thinking, you know, just keep moving. I mean, the, the, being at the, um, the teen championships the other week, these kids are just, it's, it's not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair what they can already do. And they're so young and you're like, oh man, they're already ahead of me and they're younger than me and they're just going to get better and better <laughs> as I get worse and worse. This is where we have another synergy, say, Jason, because I hounded you to join in and do the qualifiers, online qualifiers for the Masters. You did. And you're like, no. You keep asking me. I don't want to do it. I don't compete. I do not like compete. Come on, it'll be fun. We're doing it to support Emma and there's a really nice group of us and we'll egg each other on. And I'll tell you what, worst decision I ever made. I... I'm fiercely competitive, which is why I can't even play backgammon with my husband. Because I have such a beautiful board, I'm scared I will break it with my rage. I just can't. I hate losing. So it's best not to compete. And then I don't have the fear of losing. What was I thinking? I actually got teary at one point. I was so overwhelmed with the pressure I put on myself. I'm a middle-aged woman who... Took up CrossFit early. What was I thinking? And it was this ridiculous. It, I can only put it down to delusions of grandeur to think I'd be any good at this, and um, I wasn't. And it was a real wake-up call. And I'm never doing another competition. Welcome to my club. Hello. <laughs> I, I, I messaged Ollie today um, because it turns out I might be going to Cardiff now to to Sid, and he was like, "Oh, to compete? <laughs> no." Not in a million years. Um, what's funny of that that Masters um, qualifiers is that when I saw you in the gym and when you guys were all doing it, Sam was there and he was doing his. And I remember saying, and like I think I even recorded him doing sort of the the snatches and the I can't remember what it was like snatches and pull ups or something. And I literally said, like, this is why I'm not competing. We're in the same age group. I'm not competing with this guy. And Sam went on to not only win his division, he won four out of five of the events. He came second in one of the events. So I, I you know, I'm looking at Sam like, this is why I'm not doing this. Here's your answer. He is a suit. He is a Ninja Turtle. The shell is on the other side. That 12 pack is ridiculous. He is just, his technique, he just makes the hardest thing look like a walking it's beautiful to watch so when he was there helping tony and i and he would go first and then tell us how horrible it was and how to try and pace ourselves and and would give as much help as he could to our scaled version of what he was doing and it was just how 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 i think there's just the naturals you you just have to have can train and train and train and train and and, and become incredibly good but if you haven't got it's that natural ability that's intrinsically built into you, be it in the mindset or the physical. You're never going to make it like that. You just, I'm too weak up here. Yeah. There's too much noise all the time. It, it's very interesting that you, that he was telling you how to pace it because what's interesting in, in that pretty much in all the events that he won in like the first and second round, he was never in the lead. He said like every round he was like maybe third or fourth out of five. And he just was picking people off 
through the as as it, as like the the workout went on, and then in the final round he was in the lead and he and he won it, and he did that pretty much every time, and he just kept saying nobody's pacing this, everybody goes out too hot, nobody's pacing it. He was he was so good with that snatch burpee pull up combo, which was fifteen minutes, and it wasn't, and it was this huge, it was a giant. It started off at like. 28 reps 20 it just went on and on and and you're like okay and then you get to the last rep and then you start again because there's still time on the clock back to 20 and he's like that you're going to get to minute four and you're going to want to put the bar down he's like so don't pick it up in the first place as if it's a four minute amrap i need you to really just breathe with those burpees step over when you can step them down when you all of these things and like you say but he it's people who can run negative splits and they cruise at the beginning, somewhere in the middle of the pack. And then they just get that. And everyone else legs it out there like idiots. And then they've burnt out by mile three. And then you just see them starting to overtake. And then they'll just get quicker. And you think, oh, beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're always watching it from the back, but it's beautiful when we can. <laughs> yeah. Just get, oh, there they go, the distance. Now, it's interesting that you were saying about hounding me about doing it. Um, and, and actually, my my answer was, apart from I do not compete, I don't compete, leave me alone, I don't compete. I, I was also, you know, helping in other ways. So I, I was there and I was, you know, I was helping Emma. So I don't feel guilty about not competing. So is, is it, I should never have even tried to, to put the guilt. I mean, what was I thinking? That's just so rude. And I... But, yeah. But well, but you see, this is why I was going to ask you about the this anyway before you brought it up because talking of your kind of all in mentality and you're like you're all in. I f- I feel like there was another example, and it wasn't so much all in on the workouts, but it's kind of the community stuff, what's going on in and around the gym as well, because you were rallying people to try and get in on this so I, I just wondered kind of how how have you found that side because again you've only been been doing crossfit for three years so you're kind of i don't say you knew but you're you know you're, you're not you're not one of the people that have been there for 10 years and knows everybody that's come through the door sort of thing but you are again has, has that all-in mentality shifted across also to what happens in the community you know i just think ed and shacks have worked so hard when we were in that bloody sticky floor pub and I didn't know any better. That was the only CrossFit box I'd ever seen until I started doing drop-ins overseas. And then it was like, Oh, Oh, okay. So ropes and stuff, huh? <laughs> this kit I've never seen before. I just, I think they give a lot to us. I think the coaches give a lot to us over and above. I mean, I PT with Emma. I think she's just incredible. Um, and if I can just give a little bit back over and above a monthly fee, do you know what I mean? This isn't a fitness first. It's not your member 119482 swipe. It's coming and going, yeah, Ed's here. Yeah, Carol's in. Yeah, we got Emma. Of course, we got Emma. We could hear her approaching from 50 yards away. <laughs> and, um, and I think initially I was a bit, overwhelmed and, and didn't really know how to meet and greet people Evie took me under her wing quite quickly and Lucy McDonald and I, I used to be a 6pm 
go at all 5 p.m. And they were pretty hardcore. They'd known each other a long time. Um, and I decided I'd go to one of the ladies' classes, which used to be the 9 30 was ladies only. I thought, maybe I'll feel a bit more comfortable and less out of my depth. And then I see Emma Mallon, like, snatching 70 kilos and making it look like a pencil. And I'm thinking, maybe not. Um, but they were so loud and so raucous and ed could not control them at all and it was really fun and i just thought what a great group of women and they're like oh we're going for coffee come for coffee you know and it was like oh we do coffee afterward okay i'm up for this and um and then i think i understood more of the community lockdown i think forged the friendships further because the number of whatsapp groups that jumped up was was incredible and you're, you never feel you don't have that FOMO anymore because you're always included in some kind of group and a chat and I think what really changed things for me as a newbie and I would love to see Ed do it again and Ollie and Shax when they've got the headspace and the time is we did a total challenge three years ago in October which was all about hitting your goals be it gain weight lose weight muscle eat better it was really embodying the principles and the methodology behind CrossFit that we were talking about before. And you were just put in a team randomly, a group. And I was put in with three amazing people. Ange had joined a week before. Kelly Sims had been there for a couple of years. And then the wonderful Tony Solemn, because I think your life is better with a Tony in it. And we became this team eats and we just, we wanted to win. We just, this is me going, but we're in it to win it. Going, no, no, we're in it because we either want to lose weight or I was trying to bulk and get stronger. And anyway, we won as a team. Angela lost the most weight overall out of everyone that did it. And Tony was most improved male. So we had most improved female, most improved. And I think that for me, there was not a day we did not talk, chat, encourage, post. And I just thought, well, someone who said, I'll never work out in a group. I feel I've really missed out over the years by doing everything solo, I suppose. Yeah, I think, you know, there are some people that are just, they're just on it, right? They're just that dedicated. They can just knock it out without without needing kind of anyone to push them. I'm not that person, absolutely not that person. So I, I find being in the, the group class gives me that drive, helps me to, to kind of get on and do this thing. I did that challenge as well. I, I was with you on that. Um, didn't win as you know <laughs> but worked pretty hard but yeah the community's been really important and I think like you say be able to like some do just want to get in work out leave I don't know if CrossFit's the best thing for that maybe if you don't want to think about what you have to do and someone can tell you and guide you and coach you through it but I think the community is such an important part of the motivation to keep going back and be accountable it's like you say when you're going to give something up like smoking coffee whatever whatever vice it is you tell people because you're accountable for it that group I know that you had Rob Bird and Scottish Dare. you're not there they're gonna find out where have you been why are you slacking off are you okay is there more you know Hmm. and I, I just think to have people message going just checking in it's all good you know you want them on Wednesday I love that I just feel yeah much more part of a bigger thing than just a workout yeah I I mean I met somebody new so I've only 
been able to, I think I was in like last Wednesday and then since then I've had to, <laughs> I haven't actually had to stay home. I, I want this on record. I've had two PCR tests. They've both been negative out of the goodness of my heart, having children at home that have COVID. I thought I better not go out. You know, I'll, I'll basically piggyback on their quarantine just to make absolutely sure I'm keeping everybody safe. Um, but I did meet somebody who was doing their first class on Wednesday and afterwards I just went up and spoke to them and they were like really happy as well, just to kind of, I think his name was Mark. So, and then I said, Oh yeah, I'll see you on Friday. I'm, I'm in this, you know, is this going to be your regular time? Definitely. I'll see you then. And since then I've not been back. So you might think I just lied to his face, but, um, but he, I, you know, he, he really appreciated that. And he was saying, Oh, you know, it's quite intimidating when you go in and you start somewhere new and you don't know anyone. And it's, you know, and, and so I then was kind of like pointing out, okay, if you, if this is the class you're coming to, right. Maz, she's always here at this time. Kate's always going to be here at this time. You know, these different ones sort of like, just let, and, and that's the nice thing, isn't it? You, you go, you feel comfortable again, like again, within that spectrum of, you know, you're saying like you compare yourself to other people and we all do that. And we all know we shouldn't do that, but we all do that. Yeah. But when you know the other people, it's a lot easier because if we're coming in and we're doing back squat or a deadlift or something like that, and I see Rob, you know, smashing my numbers. If I'm comparing myself to Rob, I feel like, oh, I'm not doing, you know, I'm not as good as he is at deadlifts and back squats. Right. But that's because that's, you know, they're the movements that he's very good at. He's a, a big, strong guy. Right. Whereas I know that there's going to be another workout that's handstand push-ups and running. And that's where I'm going to get ahead of him. And, and so, you know, it's not that you're comparing yourself being like, oh, I need to, to beat this guy, but it, you could spiral. Can you, if you're constantly looking at the people that are better than you at everything, but when you know the different people, you're like, oh yeah, I know, you know, oh, you know, this one's really good at muscle ups. Yeah. They were a gymnast <laughs> for years. That's and their speciality. Nine years, you know, it, that wasn't something they learned in week four. Yeah. But I think that total challenge helped me meet other people in the gym and new people to meet our group, the rest of our group. And I think, I think it must be really hard to come in you now because we are in our individual, but we, I love having that space. You know, I'm not arguing, you know, that is a, a huge pro for me. But I think it does give us just that little bit of separation to be able to go over and walk it because you're like, oh, I don't want to walk through your box to get to that, you know, to say hello, or you kind of feel you need to be respectful of people's space that they've been given too. Mm. So something that just brings us together again would be nice. Yeah. Although I will throw out the counter argument to that in that everybody's in their little box. Whereas I feel that's maybe less intimidating than if you turned up and four or five people are grouped together because they're all good friends. And now you need to, you know, maybe you want to engage one person in conversation, but there's not a single person on their own. Everybody is grouped up. Whereas if you're in a box, you've got someone in front of you, someone behind you and someone to the side of you, potentially that's three people that you could try and just exchange a few words with. So nice to me and friendly when I met with someone you interviewed just it was Richard, aka Dizzy for me. Dizzy Rascal actually. But and I stopped going to that 6 p.m. class, so I don't see him anymore. But he was so friendly and so kind and would walk over to because I just didn't know anyone and was too intimidated to go into the group, you know, just in again, oh I stand on a peripheral, feel a bit like an idiot. Yeah. So so hats off and a big thanks to Richard for just walking over and being friendly. So I think maybe for us, 
members that have been there just a little bit longer make it a goal to just go say hi to one new face each day there or each week just yeah yeah i and i think that's always been important but as you said at the moment there's just new people turning up you know almost every session right there's somebody new um and, and so even more than ever it's kind of it's needed isn't it but i i think overall we do a good job at that i think well I, <laughs> the people i know do quite a good job at that the ones i drove again i guess it depends on the class like eight o'clock in the evening usually pretty quiet so if somebody's new there it's quite easy to kind of start talking to them because when we're, we're, we're rarely a, a massive class um 10 30 as well you know I, I go to all the laid back classes don't i that's the problem <laughs> friendly and very open and chat I mean they all are they all are but they 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 each have a different feel I suppose mm. but I had a friend who joined recently who's going to 6 p.m and I looked up on Wobboard who else was going to be there messaged a friend to say right I need you to look out for this lady this is what she looks like she doesn't know anyone there she's a li- so please go over and help her out with her kit and just be a friendly fit. And I thought, oh, I know that person too. Right. Both of you look out for this person. She's going to be, you know. And she said, oh, what a difference that made. I was so nervous walking in. And then I met, you know, these two other friends that were really lovely. And I only just think it makes a difference, doesn't it? And again, and that, you know, flashes back to what you just absolutely don't get if you go to Fitness First or Pure Gym or somewhere like that, where you are just, you know, swiping in, swiping out maybe the receptionist recognizes you because they've seen you before maybe but maybe not and and people kind of and you're you're sort of that apprehension of can i use that piece of equipment or is someone else using that i saw somebody just getting off whereas here you know like oh where you know i've got to get where the kettlebells are they're over here let me show you where they are oh where's the dumbbells come around here it's just uh it's funny because on the surface you know i think your reaction to group classes is very common isn't it it's like I just want to be left alone. I just want to do my thing. I don't want everyone looking at me, watching me. But and and even though we said like, oh, you kind of compare yourselves to others, but only a little bit because to be honest, you're so busy trying not to die that you can't really pay attention to what anybody else is doing. Do you know? You asked when I came right back to one of your earlier questions about getting into CrossFit and fitness, and and I said cardio was not my friend ever. And whenever there was a running element in the ward, it just filled me with dread because I think my lungs were still recovering. And uh, I was the last back in the box every single time. And it was so disheartening. And I thought, I just hate this running malarkey. So I joined a run. I went to a free Sweaty Betty running club. I thought, I can't even run 5K. I'm just going to turn up and see if I can do a kilometre at the back and then I'll and go home. <laughs> because they chatted the whole way round, which means you run slower. I was like, oh, so you don't have to sprint. And I just didn't understand the concept of how to run, weirdly. I, I thought, again, it was all or nothing. And now it's just become a part of my, I love it. Joined a running club. I now lead the Sweaty Betty Runs. I lead the running club. Oh, again, that all or nothing mentality coming through <laughs> and we are just a group of people who just go out and chat for a couple of hours on a Sunday or Tuesday night or Thursday night whenever we want to go running for me running stick on a podcast and go for a run that's the way I do it yeah I love 
If it's a long run, I will find podcasts of the right length. So I don't look at the watch. It's just run till the podcast finishes. That's the turnaround point. Start okay. I'll, I'll try and keep my episode lengths more uniform so that you know. <laughs> hour, 30 minute hours, you know, that would be fab. Yeah, I'll do a little like mini episode of intervals. <laughs> like there's one minute of us talking and then 30 seconds we're not speaking. Then a minute we're talking. I'd love that. That'd be really, really helpful. Uh, well, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. Now, there is a question I have to ask because I, I quite often ask it when I have people on um, from the box, which is now becoming more and more a common thing, which is great. Um, and a lot of people dodging my messages i put that out there right now and then i didn't ask hg this question and we stopped recording and she said oh you didn't ask me this question but i've got an answer for you and i'm going to give it to you now anyway and you were the answer to this question Ooh. Oh, okay. and so the question is ed who would you like to see on the crossfit Life podcast mm. oh okay yeah why haven't i thought of that who would like now you've I mean Emma Mallon I think is is one of the most entertaining of people but you've had you've had her on and you've have you have you interviewed Lucy McDonald yet have I interviewed Lucy no every time I ask Lucy she very cunningly comes back with a oh this would be a really good person to, to interview you should get them on first um but you interviewed Tina a while but I mean I'm going through the ladies really but I tell you who's a very who's got quite an interesting background in terms of very high level of skiing and like sports from a different approach is is Holly Henderson. Holly Henderson. Navy. Um yeah, I think she would make a very interesting interviewee. Right. I'm I'll I was gonna say I'm gonna write it down. I'm not gonna write it down. I've recorded it. <laughs> She's one of the one of your newer members. But I think, yeah, quite an interesting transition. I, I just feel that it's a very convenient way to ask people to come on the podcast is to say, because quite often the reply gets, I, nobody wants to hear from me. I've got nothing to say. Like I said, well, people do want to hear from you. Somebody put your name forward. So it makes life a lot easier for me. So um, yeah, yeah, Holly Henderson, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. Blame Ed. Yeah, yeah, do. Ed, absolute pleasure having you on today. I feel like we've learned a lot. We've talked a lot. I know, I know. We, you know, as long as we're aligned on Sandra Bullock, I, I just have no complaints. Yeah, you stopped listening at that point. <laughs> like anything else does not matter. Well, this is a man that knows. What can I, you know? All right. Oh, and what's funny is we we cast um, Rich. He picked um, Keanu Reeves, <gasps> so we can do a speed remake at the same time. All time favorite. Yeah, except like his Keanu Reeves is Matrix Keanu Reeves, isn't it? That's his. Yeah. Still the same guy. <laughs> Trinity. I'll be Trinity then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and on that note, thank you, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye.